0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The King's Business, a podcast designed to help business leaders apply biblical principles in both their personal and professional lives. I want to thank you for joining us today, and it is my hope that you will walk away with added wisdom to your life so you can go into the world and be a positive influence on others by doing The King's Business. As always, here's a layout that each episode will generally follow. First, we will introduce the week's topic. Next, we will connect it to scriptural references and examples. Then, We will identify ways we can apply these biblical teachings into our leadership of others, both personally and professionally. Finally, we will close with open-ended questions you can answer personally or share with your followers or teams for deeper discussion. Well, without further ado, let's get to this week's topic, leading through uncertainty. So, like always, I think it's really important we always get behind what is it we're talking about. We need to clearly define it so that we all know... How we're, going to de- how we're going to determine what the topic is, how we're going to address it, and how we're going to build plans of action to create lasting positive results from learning about this topic. So, uncertainty. What is it? I found three definitions I really like because they all look at it from three different angles. First one is this. Uncertainty is or are situations involving incomplete, imperfect, or unknown information. In other words... We don't have all the information. The information we have might not be very good. And the information we have, it just might not be complete. So we don't know of the validity. We don't know of its completeness. And we don't, we might not even know sometimes. So that's our first definition. Second one, uncertainty is the state of being uncertain. So this is a present tense. We are being uncertain in this moment. Last definition. Uncertainty is something that causes one to feel Uncertain. So I think it's really important we pay attention here that when we talk about uncertainty, we're actually talking about something that affects us on three different levels. So let's break those down a little bit here. So, first one is this lack of information. Okay, we can't make the best decisions because we don't have enough information to do so. You know, so Sherlock Holmes used to say, I need clay to build bricks, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. And what he meant was, I need data to come up with possible. Theories for crimes or motives or what have you. Basically, what he was saying is without data, without inputs, I can't give you any outputs. And if I do, they're going to be ineffective at best. So we got to be really careful about knowing that uncertainty puts us in a place where when we have this lack of information, uncertainty is going to want to pop up. Okay, so lack of information. Another one we have to watch out for the state of uncertainty. Okay, this is living in the space that robs you of making a decision. So this would be similar to the phenomenon we call the analysis paralysis. Okay, this is when you analyze something to death because you want to make a good decision. Again, a lot of times these really come from good places. They, they have good roots, but they just grow into this crazy, unmanageable thing. And so... With the analysis paralysis, we end up never making a decision because we're afraid of making the wrong decision, which most of the time, it's usually better just to make the decision because when you do, even if you fail, that's still an opportunity to learn. You know, failure is one of those great things that there's always a lesson in there. It's it's a cruel teacher, but there's always a lesson to be learned. So you have to be really careful because living in that state, again, it's a present tense. We're living in the state of uncertainty. It'll rob us of the ability to make decisions and it keeps us stuck. Let's look at one more uh, aspect of this. Uncertainty gives us that feeling of being uncertain. The feeling often wreaks havoc in our lives, especially when that feeling keeps us from making decisions or plans for the future. Very similar to the analysis paralysis. When we feel uncertain... It keeps us in a state of uncertainty, and the lack of information to make a decision is what makes us feel uncertain in the first place, which leads back to the state of uncertainty. It's kind of like this horrible cycle, you know, this self-fulfilling thing where, first of all, we find a situation that doesn't have as much information as we'd want. Then we start to feel uncertain, and then we stay in that uncertainty, and the end result is... We are robbed of all of the abilities to make these good decisions or decisions that are going to help us move forward in the first place. So we have to be really careful because uncertainty is going to attack us from three different levels. And you know, last but not least, we have to remember that the enemy will attack us on many fronts. You know, not just what might seem obvious or apparent in the moment, because uncertainty alone can be used against us on three different levels. We have to be really vigilant against these attacks. And this is just one area. Uncertainty is one thing. We've talked about anxiety, and we haven't hit it yet, but we'll cover stress. We'll cover worry. You know, we have to be really careful because the enemy is very wise in how they're going to attack, and they're going to use all the fronts they can. They're going to look at all the different facets and ways they can attack us on all these different levels. So we have to be really mindful that when these kind of thoughts and these mindsets that in we have to remember that this might not be the only front you know this might be coming from multiple different attacks and so we really need to be careful and remember that this is a this is a wise strategic enemy and we have to be aware of this so that we can fight against it now now that we've kind of looked at you know what is uncertainty you know, it's three different things it's Lacking of information, it's a feeling of uncertainty which leads to a state of being uncertain, which robs us and keeps us from making forward progress, making good decisions, and growing and developing into the people that God has invested in us to become. So we kind of know what we're talking about here. What, what what is uncertainty? What are we what are we going for? But as always, it's really important. That we always come back to God's wisdom. God's wisdom is contained in the Scripture. It is timeless and it is always applicable to our lives. So, we need to look at this and say, what does the Bible tell us about uncertainty? I found a couple verses that I'd love to share with you, and we'll kind of pull some insights out from these. So, first one is this. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. So here we have this great scripture. It's giving us clear directions on how to make our way through uncertainty. And what's wonderful about this is, and this is true of a lot of things, this is action before habit. Okay, what I mean by that is psychologists tell us that long before we establish a habit or long before we feel a certain way about something, if we will put the action first, it usually influences both habit and feeling. So for example, let's say there is an event you really don't wanna go to, or there's a recurring meeting that you really don't wanna be a part of. You think it's a waste of time, it's stupid, it's boring, what have you. But if you choose to act in a way that says, I care about these, I find value in them, I think they're important, what eventually will happen is not only will it become a habit, That you do, but you're also going to start feeling the way you're acting. So again, this just speaks again to the timeless and invaluable wisdom we're going to get for the Word, because it just tells us all we have to do is one thing. We just trust in the Lord. You know, when we don't understand things, we're going to put that aside, because there's going to be a lot of stuff we don't understand. I don't understand how printers work. I think printers are one of the most amazing pieces of technology we've ever created, and I know most of you are probably laughing at me right now, but I think printers are incredible. This little machine can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in less than a minute, and it can print me out an entire portrait. And I think that's amazing. But I don't need to understand how it works. I just have to trust that it will. This is the same thing. We don't always have to understand how God's going to move in our lives. We can see something that to us may appear insurmountable, and there's no way God's going to be able to work in this. We don't have to worry about that. That's not what we're called to do. We are called to trust and lean not on our own understanding because our own understanding will betray us. We are emotional creatures who usually have first impressions that are wrong, and we have to go back and view things again because we're biased, because we're selfish. And this is all of us, myself included. It's, it's really important that we remember what Scripture is telling us here. Trust in the Lord and all our ways acknowledge him, him, and He will make our paths straight or, or make straight your path. Okay, let's look at another one. Psalms fifty-five, twenty-two. it says this, Cast your burden on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. You know, when we feel life's uncertainties take control, we are told to give the burden to God. In a similar fashion to Proverbs 3, 5-6, Entrusting the Lord with all our heart, we're also called to cast our burden on the Lord. Okay, everything under the sun is either creation of God or a corruption of God's creation. There's nothing new, simply things that might have been tweaked or derailed to suit the enemy's plans. But everything from God that is and that's everything in creation was initially created to be good. So it's really important that God knows us. God knows us intimately. God knows us better than we will ever even know ourselves, which is it's a mind-boggling thing for me to even try to process. But we need to be very clear and understand when God says, cast your burden on the Lord, that he means it. Because when we do that, we're showing we trust him, that we are yielding to his authority, and that we are believing he's going to care for us. Because the word even tells us again, he will sustain you. The scripture says, this word, God's word will not return void. You know, and these are good things to call out. The Lord even says, put me in remembrance. So in those times where you're really struggling with something, cast your burden on the Lord and remind him, God, you said, cast, cast this burden onto you and you'll sustain me. You will not permit me to be moved or you will not permit me to be tossed about in these storms of life. Now that's, you know, that's not always literal. There, there are going to be struggles. You know, Christ tells us that in the New Testament. We're going to have trouble, but we're never going to be moved in our relationship with God. That's, that's eternal. That's everlasting. So we really want to be careful, really be mindful, careful is not the right word, mindful to cast our burden on the Lord. Let's look at another one. Hebrews 10.35, it says this, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. I think what's really cool here is we get this insight that confidence is a gift that we are all invested with. It's not just for one or two. It says, do not throw away your confidence. This is speaking to all of us. So we need to be mindful in that. Confidence is a gift that we already have. We don't want to waste it or forget it. Those are, those are both horrible outcomes to this. You know, we want to remember that God created us to be confident. We are heirs to the kingdom of heaven. We are bought with a price. We have been chosen. We have been set above all other creation. You know, even, even the angels are below us in God's hierarchy of creation. That's such an amazing, humbling thing to think about. So it's really important that we remember, don't throw away the confidence. God gave that to us. We're supposed to use it. We're, we're not supposed to think, one day I'll have confidence. No, no. Today, you already have the confidence. You've had it forever. So remember, that's a gift that's invested with you. And whenever God puts gifts in us, we have to do two things. We have to steward the gift, and we have to do our best to grow the gift. Okay? It's not a one or the other. It's both. We're going to protect it, and we're going to nurture and grow it. Let's look at this. John 14, 26, it says this. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus talking, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So this is really cool. What we're saying here is the Holy Spirit is standing by to bring God's wisdom back to our remembrance. You know, this is like having Wikipedia or um, Siri or what have you always at your beck and call, but this one's actually perfect because it's part of the Trinity. This is part of a being that's been around since before the concept of time was around. You know, this is that This is that helper that's going to say, hey, remember this in Scripture? Or hey, remember when you learned this? Or hey, you remember in that book it taught you to do it this way? These are these quiet, gentle nudgings, these, are these stirrings that if we will listen for it, if we will be... If we will seek it, then we will find it. And so it's really important to remember that the Holy Spirit, the Helper, is here, and it's going to put all things back to our remembrance that we've learned from the wisdom of God, which is His Scripture. One more. Proverbs 27.1, it says this, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. This is really, you know, in my mind, this is something that's kind of almost a relief, because what God is saying here. Through through Solomon is we are not held accountable for tomorrow, but this is but this is important. We are to use today to bring the best of the talents we have been given. Okay, you know, and we'll, we'll kind of get into this a little bit later in this in this podcast. But it's important to remember distinguishing between what we do today and what we do tomorrow. And it's really critical that we remember today's today's all we got. You know, this is. This is the only thing that's right in front of us. Most of us are going to make it through the day. I don't want to be too morbid there, but the majority, I want to say all of us, most of us are going to be here through the rest of the day. So today's our chance. And it's really freeing for me to know, you know what? I don't need to worry about tomorrow. You know, that was, we talked about this already in another podcast with scripture that says, where Christ says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got its own trouble. You know, it's got plenty of trouble, and, you know, every day we get up, we're like, none of us have ever said, you know what I could really use today? I could use some more trouble. You know, I could use a little more chaos. Gosh, if, if I could just get a little more stress today, that would be wonderful. None of us ever get up and say that. The day has plenty, and we don't need any more. So we need to remember and, and have the peace and the freedom in that it's just today. You know, God is holding us accountable for these 24 hours. He's not holding us accountable for the next five years or the next week. It's today. But he's holding us accountable. we got to remember that. So we want to use today with the talents he's given us and the best to, our, the, with, to the best of our abilities so that we can look back on the day. And like we've already said, we want to make it a masterpiece. We want to look back and say, I don't have any regrets. I lived this day to the fullest. I use the talents God had provided me to lead the life that he has called me to lead. So. We've defined what uncertainty is. We've looked at the different levels that the enemy can use to combat us with just the one topic of uncertainty. We've looked at how Scripture tells us to look at uncertainty. But how do we apply this concept of of leading through uncertainty in our professional lives? I have a couple thoughts for us today. Thought number one is this. We have to remember our values. Remember our values. The best decisions we make are based on established values for ourselves, our teams, and our organizations. And we've talked about this a lot, and I think it's a really important topic. Decisions aren't supposed to be super hard. And and what I mean by that is I understand that some situations are challenging to make and they will be difficult to walk through, but whenever you have your aligning values, you know what values are that you want to live by, the things you want to be known for, decision making is almost second nature. It's a byproduct. It's it's much easier because you know every decision you make it has to be in alignment with these values because if it's not, it's not a decision you're going to make. And as long as it's in line with these values, you don't need to second guess it. You don't need to worry about it because you know it aligns with the values you've established for your life. This can be so helpful when uncertainty really clouds the direction you're supposed to take or the decision you're supposed to make with your organization, with your teams, with with your personal lives. You know, there's going to be plenty of times where you're just going to look and go, I don't have the information and I don't want to be stuck in analysis paralysis. How am I going to make this decision? That's when you go back to those values, like we've talked about in previous podcasts, the things you want to be known for, the things you want to identify with, the things you want to stand on a table and shout, yes, yes. I support this this is this is what I 'm getting behind. so remember, remember your values so that you can make those decisions second nature, especially when uncertainty is clouding what you really should be doing. Remember your values. Second point, remember that we live for today and we plan for tomorrow. I think this is a really important distinction because we can only live for today. and what I mean by that is we can only. Be in the moment. We can only be present. We can only experience the here and now, and that's today. That's why it's important to remember we're only held accountable for today because this is the only day that we can actually live. This is the only day we're going to interact with. We can't interact with the past anymore. We can't jump ahead and interact with the future. We can only deal with the present. So we do the best we can today, since this is all we're given. But, but we plan for tomorrow. To be just as effective as today. So we live our best today. This is gonna help us live a better tomorrow because we're living for today, but we're planning for tomorrow. You know, by doing the best we can with what we have today, we're setting ourselves up for success tomorrow because just like lousy decisions breed more lousy decisions, the opposite is true as well. Good decisions breed good decisions. When we keep living today, as best we can, we're already setting ourselves up for success tomorrow. Now, life's going to throw hiccups and life's going to throw challenges. But just like the momentum of the ocean waves or the momentum of compounding interest, when we keep making those good decisions day in and day out, those boring, monotonous, good decisions, we're really setting ourselves up for success. Because when those moments of chaos come, when those moments of, you know, just... It's a bad day, and I really don't know what to do, and I'm just really struggling. We've got all this good momentum leading into it that it's really going to help soften you know whatever that attack is. It's really going to help us push through and persevere in those times, because we know we've been building this this mansion, this palace, this masterpiece of good days to help us get through those tough days. So remember that we live for today, but we plan for tomorrow. One more one more point, and this is this replace thoughts and feelings of uncertainty replace thoughts and feelings of uncertainty when thoughts and feelings of uncertainty spring up we have to be ready to replace them with thoughts that are positive productive and full of reason you know we talked in a previous podcast that you're probably not going to be able to completely remove a thought from your head but we can replace it we can push it aside and we can focus on something that's going to be positive productive and or full of reason we want to make our mind a garden of positive things. You know, What you feed is what will grow. This is true in, in hearing in your life. What you feed is what's going to grow. What you give your attention to is what's going to get stronger and take up more of your, of your mind, of your focus, of your attention. So we have to feed our mind and our feelings with good thoughts to grow good results. Again, we talked about if we can put a good thought in our mind, we can put a good action in our behavior, and that behavior is going to lead to a good feeling. These things usually work in that order. It'd be nice if they worked the other way, where we just feel it first and we're like, great, I'm so happy about doing this new thing, and then it makes the action so much easier. But unfortunately, this, that's just not how most of us are built. If you are, God bless you. You should really write a book into a podcast because we all want to hear from you. I want to study at your feet. But for the rest of us, we have to remember that you know we're starting with. Uh, we're replacing that bad thought, we're putting a good thought in its place, are going to act as if we are fully embracing that good thought because we are, which is going to lead us to feel good because of that good thought. So as we wrap up today, I have a few final thoughts that I'd love to share with you, and I'd really love it if you would kind of meditate on these, share them with those around you, people you want to see grow and develop, those people you're mentoring you know, give these thoughts to them as well, because these are good for everybody. Final thought number one is this. How do you remind yourself of your or your organization's values? How, how do you do that? What, what do you have in place that, do you have them written down somewhere? Do you, do you repeat them? Do you have them, you know, maybe they're on, on your wall, maybe they're a painting, maybe they're, uh, maybe they're your screensaver. I don't know. But How are you reminding yourself of the values that you're holding on to? Because remember, our values are what we use to make our decisions. Our values are ultimately what we're going to be known for, whether we want to or not. So it's really important that we're intentional with the values we choose. Final thought number two, how will you live for today but plan for tomorrow? What does that look like? You know, for a lot of us, that probably means we stop putting things off and say, oh, one day or... When we get to this state it'll be better or you know this time or you know what have you where you know you're always you're always waiting to live because you're just planning. Planning's great, but at some point in time you've got to live out that plan. So ask yourself how will you live for today while still planning for tomorrow? Last thought. What are some go-to thoughts you can use to replace negative ones when uncertainty strikes? You know, just like the enemy knows that they can keep a bad or negative thought on repeat in our mind. We can use that same strategy in the opposite. And what I mean by that is, we can have written down those go-tos, those those positive axioms that we remember. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm an heir to the kingdom of God. I am saved by his stripes. By his stripes, I am healed. You know, these are the things we want to put in place. We want to put these thoughts on repeat. And when we do that, again, that, that changes how we act, which is going to change how we feel. And that's going to change how we behave that's going to change our habits it's going to change everything but it's really important that we think through and we already have some of those go-to thoughts so kind of think about what are some go-to thoughts that you can have always at the ready they're either in a note in your phone or on a post-it in front of your desk or written on your mirror that you're going to use when negative thoughts come in you're going to use these to replace them because it's really important that we remember whatever we feed grows so make sure you're happy with what you're feeding I want to thank you for joining us this week. And remember, as followers of Christ, we are called to glorify God in our actions, to grow his kingdom through our example, to be a positive influence on others by doing the King's business. Thank you. Have a great week.